Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hello, Car Wash Nation. This is David Begin. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. Appreciate you listening today. Hope everybody's doing well out there, getting some cars washed. We're kind of in the middle of our winter season, which for many is exciting times because we get those snows that are melting and people come out and wash. Uh, We've got a great day here in Colorado Springs, about 50 degrees after a number of snowstorms. And uh, so we're super busy for the next couple days. And guess what? We get another snowstorm again on Sunday. So that's always exciting. But uh, Got a different podcast for you today. My my friend and colleague, Matt DeWolf from Car Wash Magazine, has done a series of interviews, and we want to play some of those. So he's talking to different car wash operators in the industry uh, for the Car Wash Magazine, and he interviewed Phil D'Agassini uh, from Utah, West Valley City, Utah, and he's the owner of Utah Auto Spa. So we want to have him join us today and uh, talk a little bit about... Uh, some of the other sides of car washing, we talk an awful lot about tunnels, but we want to uh, get some of our colleagues in the self-serve and NBA automatic worlds who do super well and provide some great services for us in the car wash industry. We want to do some interviews with them and, and get their take on things. So uh, without further ado, here's an interview with uh, Matt DeWolf from Car Wash Magazine and Phil D'Agassini. Uh, from West Valley City, Utah, with Utah Auto Spa. Hey, everybody. It's Matt DeWolf with International Car Wash Association and Car Wash Magazine. We're here today in West Valley City, Utah, with Phil D'Agostini at Utah Auto Spa. Phil, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Coming so, out. Phil, uh, tell us a little bit about your path into the car wash industry. I always thought about doing it, you know, years ago when I was in California, and for some reason or other, just got it was mostly into construction, into investment properties, stuff like that. And when we finally decided to relocate from California to Utah, this property came about and uh, we were excited on the way it looked, what benefits that it had. So we, we jumped in and, you know, finally made the plunge into the car wash business. So how did you even think that car washing could be something you'd be interested in based on your background? I looked at it as an investment early on when I was doing construction and just never did it. But then a lot of happened to be two or three of my cousins actually went into the business. And then I started, oh, okay, so it's better than I thought. So I talked to them, researched with them, and they enjoyed it and kind of went from there. So you picked this location based on just kind of what you saw, or did you have a specific model in mind? Did you know kind of what you were looking for as you were looking at locations? We were just looking for investment properties in Utah, and uh, we looked at a number of them, and then this one came up for sale, and we thought, oh, you know, there it is. I mean, I always wanted to do a car wash. It's available, and... We just jumped in at that point. So tell me a little bit about then your path as you got into it and as you started learning more about the industry. What are some things that maybe surprised you as you got into the business? We got in the business that surprised me was things like it never stops. We're open 24-7, so basically it's on your mind 24-7. So that took me a year to be able to settle down <laughs> and to think that, okay, if something's not working, that's okay. We'll, we'll fix it tomorrow. That was the biggest thing to get used to for me, was just that it's always, it's always running. And I always like things that are working. And when things don't work, I get upset and 
<laughs> get frustrated and all that. So, so then you were spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week frustrated. That's not good. It took a while. Yeah. <laughs> so this specific location, tell me about what's on the site. What kind of options customers have? The options are we have four self-serve bays so that customers can, you know, just do their thing whenever they want. We have two automatics, a touchless, so that way people don't want anything touching their car, brushes or whatever. And then we have a five brush, which is soft touch, and which gets, you know, gets it cleaner because you're putting your hand, something on it, you know, that helps. We have nine new hoop vacuums that we installed. We moved some of our vacuums to the back, which includes some shampooing as well as just vacuuming in the shade so people can get, you know, when it gets hot, you know, or in the winter when it's snowing, you know, we actually have people while it's snowing doing stuff here. <laughs> I don't understand how they would want to do that, but they do. <laughs> so you've taken on a lot of construction projects here just to kind of rehab it. You've been in this location for how many years now? Seven years. Okay, so seven years here. Was it just like the seven-year itch? You felt like you needed to make some changes? Well, when we bought the car wash, it was mostly just an investment, and we thought within seven years we'd be able to build the business up and take care of some things that weren't being taken care of by the prior owners. So we thought that would be a good time frame. And after the seven years, we enjoyed the business more than we thought we would and decided that it was time to renovate. Things were just getting old, breaking down, not working enough. And so at that point, we decided that between the tax law that came into effect that helped us, you know, write off the improvements faster, we just thought it would be a good time to do it. So now that you've kind of gotten to the other side of those renovation projects, how much of a difference is that making? Quite a bit. We've hit some highs that we've never hit before just in the first few months over the summer. And even our lows are, you know, aren't as low as our old lows, which helps. And, you know, obviously we have to see over a year's time what it'll do. But so far, we think we made the right choice to, to make the renovation. So, and then part of that whole process, you all started doing your monthly unlimited passes. Is yes. that right? So tell me a little bit about how that's going for you. It's going pretty well. We have a number of customers that obviously want to just come in and not waste time and get their car wash done whenever they want. And the monthly unlimiteds let people kind of avoid the whole, you know, is it going to rain today or not today? So if they wash it today and then two days later it rains, they can come back in. So I think customers really like to have that, uh, to be able to keep it. Some people really like to have their cars clean. <laughs> so, so far it's been, it's been good. We want to put a little more effort into it marketing wise and all that. And hopefully, you know, over the winter and next spring, we'll be able to increase our marketing and, and efforts to get more customers, you know, involved. On the marketing aspect, we were talking a little bit earlier about how you're hoping to kind of get more push on that front. And part of how you're going to be able to do that is with bringing on some more people, right? With the success and the renovations and hiring more people, what's the future looking like for you? What's kind of the plan for the location? What do you want to do next? I like things running and like things clean. So, you know, if, if we can get, you know, our monthly passes up more and kind of pay for that initial nut that costs you every month, you know, to get past there, then we can look at hiring more people that could can help us. We, we just started our detailing, full detailing service, and we'd like to hire somebody for that to help us, you know, increase those sales. And that, you know, we have a lot of calls every month that come in for do you detail, do you detail? And for years, we just said no. So I think the main thing would be to maybe one or two more people that would, you know, be able to spread the workload and keep things operating better. Are you looking at anything, because you have, you're in the unique position of having kind of the, the self-serves and the in-bays going on at the same time, you obviously have the vending operation going on. Are you looking at other profit centers at all? 
right now? Is there anything interesting? We've looked at a number of things over the years, dog washes, motorcycle washes, things like that. And uh, we always get mixed reactions on, you know, yes, oh, it's great, and no, it's not. And <laughs> so I think the main thing that we want to focus on is really just maintaining what we have now and making it work all the time. You know, it, that's difficult, especially when people are here at two o'clock in the morning and nobody's around and <laughs> breaks. But I don't know, at this point in time with the wash the way it is, I don't know what else we can add other than more of detailing on the cars. I think we once we get the word out to customers, I think they'll come around and we'll, we'll make a little bit more profit sharing on, on that. Let's come back to the employee side a little bit. So your cousins got you into the business, right? And, and now you're starting to bring family into the business. Tell me a little bit about why that's happening. <laughs> that's a good question. I, you know, family is family. And uh, my son is in the construction business himself. And he was up in Reno and we wanted him down here. So I made him an offer and I'm getting older and I don't want to be doing this all the time. So he's uh, come on and, and as a millennial, they know all the ins and outs with, uh, you know, iPhones and, uh, you know, all the marketing type stuff. So, and they use it so much, so he's a real help with getting that. So I think his push is to do more marketing, more managing, and then other family members just seem interested in the business. So we're bringing them in and not everybody's family that works here. So, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, it helps for me. We do have investments, other investments here in Utah and, it also helps with those properties. So it's kind of a family business. Been doing, I've inherited stuff from my uncle and uh, now my kids from me. So, and then, you know, so just kind of a, you know, Italians, that's kind of the way everything is. There's always family around. Even the family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that feel to know that you, you're able to have this business that can be a family business that is something that you can pass forward? I feel good about that because a number of my kids don't want to be involved with it. And one of them stepped up and says, oh, I really like that. And I do that. So I feel good about that. I feel like in real estate of any kind, you know, it's a long-term thing. And it's something that um, if you take care of it, manage it properly, maintain it, that it could be a good income and a good benefit to the community, either if it's just housing or if it's businesses or whatever there's always a need for, for people that actually care about their properties. And I think it's, it's, it's good for the community and it's good for, you know, for our family going forward. Talk to me a little bit about the customers and what, what you kind of see on the customer side in terms of how they feel when they come off your lot and they have a clean car. Well, the one good thing about the car wash business, that most of the time, people are happy. You know, you're coming to wash your car. It's not like you're going to the mechanic or something. You know, you know oh, I gotta fix my car. You know, here people are happy about it. They, you know, they want to be here. They want to have a nice car, clean car. Obviously, other customers that are not happy once in a while. Yeah, well, we're really trying to strive to, to reduce that. And I think we've done a good job on reducing uh, any kind of, you know, complaints or stuff like that. But, you know, we get good reviews. We get some bad reviews. But uh, on the most part, people are, are happy what we've done here. We have compliments on what we've done. They're happy about the improvements, the lighting, the safety, the and the equipment that works a lot better. You know, so that, so far we've been we've been pleased with that. So tell me a little bit more about the lighting, specifically because you're you have the self-serve operation. Why is that an important component? It's important because customers like to feel safe, and the lighting does two things. Once it makes them feel safe, and they can actually at night see their car. 
So with the new LEDs, I mean, you really can see what you're doing and you feel secure that, you know, something's not gonna happen to you. So especially for women, you know, they, they like to keep their cars clean. And with the well-lit side, it, it, just, it just helps keep everything feeling safe, feeling uh, secure, and as well as really being able to, to see what they're doing when they're cleaning their cars. Any advice for people who might either want to get into the industry or maybe a, a word of wisdom that you would share with other colleagues that are already in the industry? Businesses are always different and people get into business for different reasons. But the car wash business can be a good business. If you're mechanically inclined and you like to do things yourself, it's great. And it will work good for you if you like to do that. But if you're not, you can still make it work, but you do have to then, you know, kind of pay those people that uh, are gonna do that for you. We kind of do a combination here. You know, we do a lot of the little stuff, but some of the bigger stuff, we do rely on some very talented suppliers, vendors that help us, you know, keep things going. But I think the main thing is being in the car wash business, the two things I think you, you need to keep your site clean, because if your site's not clean, <laughs> why would they want to come clean their car? So it's got to be attractive, it's got to be clean, and you got to put money back into the business every year. You can't just keep taking, and I notice that a lot. People just let their places run down, run down, run down, and then nobody wants to go there anymore. So I think the main thing is to you know, try to get at least 10, 15% of your profits, put it back into the business every year to modernize, to keep up with things, otherwise competition, you know, it's, might drive you right out. Yeah, especially with uh, everybody entering the industry right now, right? Yes. Any, any lot is a car wash lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I think that's all we've got for you today. We'll let you get back to the business of washing cars. Thanks for spending the time with us. As always, if you want to find more car wash stories, you can go to carwashmagazine.com and stay on the lookout for more stuff from us soon. Phil, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.